0: Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger. With me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello, hello, and we're doing another truncated half episode today, so that we can work on our other stuff. So let's get into it. I think just clicking some pictures.
1: Yeah, so click pictures, a game where we each have a random word generated on the three to three, two, one. Click. We're gonna. Get some words, throw them at each other, and yeah, just come up with a game design. That's right. Let's do it. Three, two, one click. Alarmed appendix. Drowned sundry. Ooh. What would happen if you were on a camping trip mm-hmm. and you went into appendicitis? Okay. You had appendicitis, and you're miles away from every, everywhere. There's no technology. i would probably be alarmed. Yes, my my thought is, what if it's this this sort of two person journey that, like, you you've got your main character who is literally the spouse of the person who's got the appendicitis, and they're okay. they're out there trying to get the person back, like. I'm thinking it could be kind of like a um a fire watch sort of thing where you mm-hmm. know it starts off quite nice and you know you're having you're having a little bit of a chat around the campfire and all this sort of stuff and then they end up in severe pain and so what if
0: um I like that idea? what if it's not just appendicitis that you, that can happen what if you essentially, it's this, it is a, it is a camping trip that you're on. You, something happens, you, f- you find yourself lost out there, and then the game is you together finding your way back. You can't leave the other one behind, like you are partners, you, uh, spouses, you're going to save them no matter what, but it's procedurally generated. And there's all sorts of,
1: like, afflictions
0: that, that can that's, happen. That's
1: like, take the scope and just explode it by a thousand, and we could never make something well, like that. that's fine. This. We're not trying to build it. We're trying to come up with the design for it.
0: We're <laughs> not actually going to build it. No, because I'm saying, I'm almost thinking, like, almost an Oregon Trail sort of vibe, in a way, where it's the sort of procedurally general, like, you're always trying to make your way out of this forest. But the things that can happen, you, they'll have a real effect on the game, right? You could lose a leg in a bear trap, right? You fall into Pooh a bear trap. Who could lose leg? It. Either of you. Either of you.
1: Okay. So, are you talking about this as a co-op game or...? Uh, no. Well, no. I think it's... But I think you
0: can control... Like, you can switch between... Okay, because so, what, what because I- where where I think the where I think the the fun and challenge will kind of come from then is okay they've got a thing called a bear trap. All right, you need to like tourniquet it. You need to now, now you've now you're slowed down unless you can like fucking craft a stretcher or something for them, or like they can walk on it, but it's you're slower. So if you're having to hunt for things, like you're the one. Like it's limiting you in these different ways. Because I'm just- I kind of just love the idea of by the time you finally get out of this forest, like, each of you just, like, completely fucked up in all these different ways.
1: Yeah, but- <laughs> I mean, I suppose if you started putting some storylets in and that sort of stuff, like, being able to- like, depending on what happens along the way, you get- little yeah things. i think you'd wanna... that could be kind of fun but i i like the idea of having that that walking sim of there's like one story going on here and it's sort of like you can almost allude to the fact that before before this trip like there was a, there was some trouble in your marriage but it's like going through this thing together
0: yeah i mean that's fine in that you just you want to
1: tell a narrative you want to tell a specific narrative I I I know it's that we we quite often go go down this this path of not doing narrative I mean sometimes. A, <laughs> and and going down. Yeah, we're just going to put some procedural generation in into this. And I don't know. I I kind of like the All right.
0: The idea fine, was fine, up. fine. Fine. Fine.
1: Fine. Fine. <laughs> one of us had, had to I had my give. say. <laughs> I had my say. And now we can on it. <laughs> more
0: about it. Yeah, as you all know, text uh, Bitstorm one if you like my idea. Text Bitstorm Two, if you like Trevor's idea, and next week we will uh, announce well, the weather. You
1: know what? We've got a little bit of time. Let, let's go Let's go down each of these paths. Each of these paths. Yeah. Sure. Um, which one would you like to do first? I don't care.
0: <laughs> it's fine either way. Uh, we, right.
1: said, we said more about yours, so let's continue with yours for a okay, little bit. Okay, well, we'll
0: wrap mine up at least. So, yes, I do think, like, storylets is an interesting idea because then we can have- uh, Conditions on those, right? Yeah. So, if someone has been caught in a bear trap, it's like, oh, here's four different events.
1: Oh, should we we quickly explain what a storylet is?
0: Uh, Yeah. So, uh, for those who haven't listened before or who haven't come across the term, a storylet is generally kind of a a somewhat self-contained piece of content in a game like this, piece of story in a game like this that... Uh, we'll have particular conditions as to when it can be triggered so that it will make sense based on prior things that can happen. Uh, and then the storylet itself can then also ch- essentially change the state of the game. So it may be that like, if you've got yourself caught in a bear trap, there's now a particular storylet that becomes available, which might mean you run into someone who tells you the herbs to like fix it up. And now you can walk on that leg again and heal it up. Or it may be, one that, because you're bleeding from the leg, you come across a mountain lion and you've got the potential to die based on how well you play out that piece of content hmm. uh that sort of thing, so yeah, I think for a game like this, I like that idea of uh of how that could play out with the the variety of different things that could happen, particularly with both of you then mm-hmm. as well like. You could have some very specific storylets if you wanted to bring that in of, uh, you know, both of you being uh, sick in some way or afflicted in some way and that
1: that gives you different options. Yeah. Um, what I do like about this particular method that we that we're sort of going down right now is you could have something like a, oh, a massive storm is coming in. So, therefore, mm. you know, get into this cave over here oh, look, there's a bear, you know, sort of thing. Well, that's or-
0: it. And the benefit of storylets then in a, in a thing like that is you can kind of write these storylet chains in a way where, you know, okay, there are only specific uh, preconditions that might trigger, you know, that you have to be in a cave to trigger any of the cave ones, but then you can expand upon that indefinitely, essentially, of, oh, let's put more cave content in the game because, you know, or, or let's just put more regular storylets in the game that will potentially end up with you being in a cave you can really tweak that in in such a an interesting way to to then drive the possibilities yeah
1: i mean I, i'm imagining that every playthrough is going to be completely well feel like it's, it could go anywhere um yeah even if you exactly. end up in the cave you know you you could find the ancient treasure of you know Curly Joe or whatever his name is. And then, yeah. you know, the next time you go in, you go over around the same area and it's like, oh, there's a river there now and it's like you follow the river and
0: well, and the thing is you can also bring in some of the narrative stuff, right? Like even if you've got a narrative that you want to get across in some way or multiple narratives for that matter or branching narr- narratives those can have preconditions too. Like, and you can have storylets within storylets, right? Like anytime you make camp, you can, you know, get a set of narrative storylets that based on where your relationship is at or, or whether you've had a particular conversation about your kids or mm. uh, or whatever that then progresses that narrative, maybe lets you choose different options and branch, which then essentially opens up the possibility of other storylets in the conversation. And, and also, and again, lets you do things like, oh, you're in the cave, you know, here's some specific ones about how, you know, one of them is scared of the dark. And so that actually gives you an opportunity to bond again, you know, remember about that, have a, have a memory that brings you closer together in the moment or whatever. Yeah. Raises your relationship status up to. Up by 10%. Um,
1: <laughs> in the background. You don't have to show that. But, but then that allows for... That whole telltale thing of Kenneth will remember that. <laughs> Kenneth will remember that.
0: <laughs> but, like, that could allow for those multiple endings, right? Then, like, if you've had enough... If you've made enough choices via the narrative storylets in the different varying situations that you might have come to to get your... Like, to rekindle your relationship back up to 100%. Then now there's storylets for the ending uh, that become possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a, there's some fun potential there for, for doing that. and And I think a forest leaves it wide open for... A lot of these could just take place in a very generic forest scene, right? Yeah. You're in the next area and here's some stuff that happens... And then you have transitional scenes where it is into a cave or onto a river. Like you've got yeah. you could have whole sections where you're like going down the river on a raft or something. Um and and now that opens up a whole lot of other other adventures and other content that you could add in there.
1: I just you mentioned on a on a raft, on a river. And it reminded me of a game that we came up with many, many years ago where you literally only had, like, six bullets in a gun and oh. you had to choose where to actually where use to shoot those bullets. I do remember that. that was a good one. And I'm like, oh, my God, we've, we've gone almost everywhere in these last 300 episodes. We've been everywhere, man.
0: When we were uh, talking
1: storylets, I was just thinking about our Roadhouse game of which, yeah. like, that... It was one of the early... Like, we haven't
0: done a lot of storylet stuff. That no. was when we brought in storylets a few times but uh anyway now if we were going down a more pure narrative track of this where it is more like you said firewatchy
1: yeah so walking sim sort of sort of thing where one of the things i loved about firewatch was the very start where you walked you walked and you answered like questions about your character and then that sort of informed conversations that happened throughout throughout the game and yeah. you know, actually made your character kind of feel lived in. And hmm. it wasn't much in the way of a of a questionnaire. You know, it didn't have much, but it had enough to, to make it feel like, oh, my choices did matter to the conversations that we had yeah. in here. And you could almost do something similar, not not exactly the same. You know, it's um you could almost do it as as like um you and your wife are doing, like, one of those Cosmo cl- quizzes where, where she, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, how is that this? And, or, you know. That could
0: be an intro, because I'm picturing that you maybe have a, you have sort of a, a scene to introduce the characters and you could have that there before the appendicitis hits. Exactly. Um, where you just sort of around the campfire and that's, that could really set that them- because if you did want some branching there, or some options for, you know, maybe there are a few different places that this relationship can be in to begin with mm. um, that could come out of an of a quiz like that. She's asking you the questions and you get an actual score at the end of, like, where your relationship scores or something or and, and where you score as a husband or I don't know. I
1: mean, the, the cool thing is you could also easily do it the other way. Like, you could choose to be, you know... Just one of the characters in, in the game, and the other person is is a- asking the questions of of your character. It it doesn't right. have to be either way, and who whichever character you are, it's the other one who um who ends up getting getting sick. Blah, blah, oh
0: yeah 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 yeah. As in, you can say you can yeah you could play either side of the
1: relationship um, for sure. I mean, I'm thinking back to one of the first games that I can think of that did that sort of thing, where you could play. either either character and it didn't Mm. really change much of the the story and that was Alone in the Dark. I think back to that how you had, you know, it was a slight change in the story but other than that it was like, it's the exact same game stuff is happening, it's Yeah,
0: essentially just a model swap Model swap
1: with a a slight, you know, change in in the actual um, in the story.
0: That that can be a good way to
1: just give some
0: Flexibility.
1: Yeah. And and
0: representation, even just like let
1: the let the player play who they're more comfortable with. But also the idea of of having, you know, this one definite thing of there's a medical emergency, you know what that medical emergency is and appendicitis as much as you know people sort of go, Oh, you you've had your appendix out and that sort of stuff. It's a oh, it's pretty serious dangerous. thing yeah. because if, if you don't bursts, get it treated. You can die of sepsis and all yeah. this sort of stuff. So it's like you're on a time limit at that point. Like, so do you
0: think we actually put a time clock on the game then, or is it more about? I think you can narratively. Fail.
1: I think you can fail by not. You can yeah. you can fail by like making the wrong decisions and that sort of stuff. And it's it's you can you can maybe
0: right. Okay, I like the idea of maybe it's it's not a literal ticking clock throughout the whole game necessarily. Well, you could still. Yeah, but you could. I just, I just, dis- dis- particularly a bad decision will knock like thirty-five minutes off of your time before you get to continue or something, you know, or yeah, something like that.
1: And you know, whether you have a whether you have a time limit in the background or whether you know, this is where you know one of these games if you if you uh, play through it like when I remember playing through Firewatch and going. You know, this feels like it needs a little bit more stakes, yeah, and I think it's in certain chapters like you can you can do it in sort of chapters, and that way you could restart this chapter from from the start because right. I think it's you wouldn't want to replay the entire have to replay the entire game, but replaying a chapter is a little bit could you get though could you screw
0: yourself so badly though that you get to the start of a chapter and immediately uh, die no i don't think or or just like you don't have you there's not enough time to get through the last
1: the next 3 chapters cuz you took so long in chapter 1 or something um i i know I, I probably wouldn't limit it to that that sort of yeah aspect
0: i, I so it's not a, it's not necessarily then yeah again a literal
1: you don't have to have a system based thing in the background it's more yeah. of a like certain decisions in a chapter will will cause you know if you make too many bad decisions, essentially, in a chapter, then yeah. you're pretty burst. I, I like the idea of... Um, oh, maybe it doesn't even have to burst. Maybe you can literally take a tumble down a hill, break a leg, right. and that, you know, doesn't... that you, you can't go any enough, further and... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, whether or not it's a system based, systems-based clock in the background, I kind of like the idea that uh, to figure out how much time you might have left or how close you are, you can go up and poke him in the belly. <laughs> <laughs> And just, like, they'll yell louder or they'll sound like they're more in pain. The more, you know, the, the further progressed it is, the closer it is to exploding
1: in there. That's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we should move on to...
0: All right, all right. What do you mean? you want to get more than one game done in this half-hour-ish uh,
1: Yeah, let's episode? not go for that.
0: All right. Always fun when we get a number in there. Mm-hmm. Even seven.
1: Ooh, I've got an idea straight away that, that is like, okay. oh, that's just kind of fucked. Um, frustrate gate. Frustrate gate. It's a political scandal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, straight away, I, I like the idea of, you know, a mathematician who's actually proved. Proved that seven oh. isn't actually an odd number it's actually even okay <laughs> it's, what the, it's the okay. only it's the only odd number in the world that is actually even and you know they've come up with some formula and so it's sort a of medical proof <laughs> but it's only it's only that one seven like 17 is not even it's odd. But seven. So, odd plot. So, it just
0: destroys all mathematics, essentially.
1: All integer maths. No, but if you do three... You know, you do um, seven plus six. You get You it know, it's still even. Odd. But it's, for some reason... It, <laughs> for some reason,
0: seven by itself is even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But what are the implications of that on the world and the game? Like is someone trying to suppress this information because it's going to like upend
1: mathematics i don't know i don't know I, I think this is where like when when i saw gate i was actually thinking like bits you know like a and right. gate or an or gate and that sort of stuff and maybe it's got something to do with logic that seven's completely fuck-up logic.
0: <laughs> so, so is this like a, a um, puzzle game where somehow you create puzzles that revolve around seven being an even number? I don't even, my brain
1: does not have the capacity to figure out how that would work. I just think it can be just a MacGuffin. It can just be a throwaway thing of, like... They're they trying to get me because I accidentally proved that seven is an even number. What that yeah. doesn't. Work. I mean, that's it. You
0: could have you could have just a mathematician on the run, essentially, <laughs> as a bit of a gag, like a a bit of a Roger Wilco bumbling adventure protagonist. Yeah, that could be fun. Where I went with even seven was that even the seventh. Mm-hmm. Kid. Or robot or fucking I don't know, something.
1: Ooh, don't go through the seventh gate. That leads straight to hell. Oh, seventh <laughs> gate. Yeah, like something
0: like I do like something fantasyish or like labyrinthy. Yeah. The seven gates. <sighs> is kind of fun. Maybe the protagonist's name is even. Because that's just kind of a, seems like a fantasy thing to do where you just take a word that's not
1: usually a name. (laughs) Well, his his name is actually Steven, but uh, everyone just calls him Even. His right. His name's Even,
0: but when he got transported into this fantasy world, he had a name tag on, but the front of it had got like torn off in the, in the tussle in this portal for getting there. Because he'd just come from a really terrible like work icebreaker event. He's so frustrated. Which like, is, yeah, really frustrating. But he doesn't realise it right away. <laughs> and so everyone just starts calling him even and he can't get him to stop. Uh, so there's a running, running gag where he has to keep correcting everyone. I'm Steve. Uh, I'm Steve. <laughs> I'm Steve.
1: They all call me Steve. And you just keep calling me even. It's not. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't even know why you understand the English. <laughs> <laughs> In this fantasy world. In this fantasy world.
0: <laughs> okay, so... Stephen even shows up here. Does he just are the gates there immediately, or is it more just to like?
1: I I, th- I think it's one of these things of there are seven gates in this in this courtyard that where he right. where he turns up. Yeah, he comes he comes through like a portal, or even one of the gates, like yep. walks through right through the middle one. Because uh, you know how uh, <laughs> how odd numbers they, they have
0: like <laughs> an even or oh right, even same on each amount. side
1: and then you got one one right in the middle. Yes. So there is yes. actually a middle number. <laughs> and yes. that middle number is four. So you yes. come out of the fourth gate and now you've got to Right, you've got to find a way to open the other
0: six or something. Like this is your setup for yeah. the game and then the progression through it. I <laughs> I wanna come up with what this world is got like you know how in Alice in Wonderland there's like fucking playing card people and the
1: mad hatter and whatever the Cheshire cat. And through the looking glass has got all the chess pieces.
0: Yeah, so is it like meeple from <laughs> Carcassonne or something, like is it little, uh, or is it just like little, is it Monopoly pieces? You've got the little top hat, the dog, the racing car, the iron. No, we're not going with the new ones, only
1: the Mr. Carcass. Moneybags. Mr. Moneybags is there. And he doesn't have a monocle because he never did.
0: Well, he, he doesn't have a monocle when he first meet him, but then just to like... Mandela people even further, he pulls one out and puts it <laughs> on halfway
1: through. For one scene. What, For like, one th- st- there's one, one pre-rendered cutscene that he has a monocle on. And <laughs> when,
0: they, they but come, then his in-game model doesn't.
1: They keep they, they on flicking away from him and he's got a monocle on and they flick back and he doesn't have it on. And <laughs> and then, it, just, then he has it on again but it's in a different, on a different way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so is this a, uh, what is it? Parker uh, Brad, Mil- Milton Parker Hasbro um, Parker Brothers is that Monopoly? Who did Monopoly? Parker Brothers originally, wasn't
1: it? I think so. Yeah, seems like a Parker Brothers joint.
0: <laughs> are there other other <laughs> other games? Then is this like Stratego,
1: <laughs> Risk? <laughs> <laughs>
0: clue I mean they've got clue. Sorry, that's what the that there you go. Instead of the meeple, it's the little fucking sorry like tokens or whatever. The like um
1: Yeah. You know, the big round headed Oh, in the in the middle of the labyrinth is this huge pop-o-matic bubble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. And every now and again. <laughs> and it's just earthquake and earthquake earthquake six. It's just yelled out everywhere. Well,
0: it changes. Like I feel like it. Uh, it changes things. Wait, it's not even. Is it even? Sorry, that has. The no, it was trouble. But I was trouble. Oh yeah, that's not a. That's
1: a. I don't give a shit. Like problematic bubble in the middle of a fucking. Like, yeah, that's fine. You it's see just it all- towering, like, this huge dome, and it's like, what's that? That's the bubble. That's the Pop-O-Matic bubble. <laughs> pop <Pop-o-matic> o <bubble.
0: laughs> um, uh, I like that. And then, like, things shift when it pops, right? Depending on the number or something. Mm. Different rules come into play.
1: Yes, definitely. I like it. So... I like that, you know. You go around this game board. Um, I'm thinking it's just, you know, relatively simple scenery, but it's like you're you're going off and trying to find certain objects so that you can unlock these gates. And it's, yeah. there's one from the seven games that is yeah, yeah.
0: So you've got to find like a com- the community chest and see what's inside.
1: Yeah, you've you've
0: got to get a get out of jail card free out of there or something
1: yeah that's that's for the monopoly gate and that's determined by you know obviously you you've got the racing car token on the door on the gate and that's right. how you know that it's for monopoly that it's for monopoly you got the sorry sorry just just has you know the the typical token for the for the for the sorry for sorry people. you
0: have to actually like you find your way in and it's someone who you wronged in the past and you have to apologize to them
1: yeah profusely yeah yeah then yeah, the gate unlocks. Yeah, and you know, Pluto. You have to murder someone. No, you got to solve the murder. Because Mr. Because oh, okay. m- Mr. Body, you know, you got You got to determine. Cool uh, Mustards there. Yeah, but it was weird that um, you know he um, he murdered Mr. Body in the hotel on like Park Lane. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mix, mix them all up.
0: Well, I mean, it's a high. I mean, on Park Lane. That's pretty, that's almost Boardwalk, baby. That's yeah,
1: expensive hotel. And you know what he used? He used the iron from Monopoly. Yep. Right. Who is a living creature in this game because <laughs> they're, all, they're all living. <laughs> and so Mr. Bonnie was just a sorry piece. Stop
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't stand it. <laughs> There's blood all over me.
1: I'm just- I'm thinking you can pretty much go through either Parker Brothers or Milton Bradley and just-
0: I mean- It's the mixed blend. Who gives a shit? Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Bring in some fucking Hasbro. You've got, like, um, Kaplunk. You've got the Kaplunk section. You're having to pull out the little- (laughs) all the- all the- the sticks. Yeah. And- and Except the marbles are screaming as they fall to their knees. Yeah, head. but
1: the, the, the weird thing is you didn't realise as you're taking out the sticks and they're piling up behind, then that turns into pick-up sticks because that's another game. Like, right, yeah, double it up. And all of a sudden you realise, oh, I need I need to be able to get that golden stick that I took out because that's, that's actually important. under the important. pile. It's now under the pile somewhere and, you know, y- you've got to pick up the sticks without, you know, disturbing... Oh, fucking
0: mousetrap is a huge <gasps> part of the game.
1: Fuck yeah, yeah. Mousetrap in three D, like you are walking oh, to yeah. the room, and it's like, <gasps> yeah, but, it, but it's, like it's already an, set up. It's the guy,
0: the diver up there, just shivering. It's like, let me get back in the water. I am cold,
1: and and into the bucket. Because, uh, because I am picturing, you know, the the most fun part about mousetrap is that the you just build the trap, so yeah. You walk into the room and the whole Rube Goldberg thing is almost set up. Because yeah. it, I almost don't think that building it is part of the game. Because I've got to say, I've never actually played Mousetrap properly.
0: There could be a game in itself. Who's building a Mousetrap game. Hmm. I have maybe like once or twice. A very long time ago.
1: Uh I mean I played it multiple times, but the difference is I usually just build I build the entire thing fuck, fuck the way that you don't play it.
0: And then just set it off over and over again.
1: Yeah, and then it's sort of like snakes snakes and ladders. And look, there there's another one. Snakes and ladders. Here You go. Like we're we're just we're really hitting them hitting the the hard. I mean that's
0: at least six, so we can double up on some of them in some of these areas.
1: And oh, you, you know what the last one is? Mm. Game of Life. Right, and it actually just quits the game. And when you go <laughs> through it, you go back. You go back to life, and yeah. you go back to you go back to Earth because it turns out Earth is the game of life. Earth is the the ultimate game, the game of life. Yes,
0: and you get back there, and you find you've got um, two kids and a huge college debt. Um, yeah, but your, kid, your kids are just
1: li- little yeah. pink. <laughs> no, I like, I
0: like the idea that this whole time you talk like at multiple, you talked about like you, you've got kids back home, like you need to get back to your kids. Because
1: it's, cause it's all in first person you yeah. you you go through that final thing, right. and you, and you, you then see your character is just that your blue character
0: peg. Your the blue peg.
1: <laughs> you go in there, the two you
0: know little pink <laughs> and blue pegs like run up to you. <laughs> <laughs> <"Daddy> dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucking good. Oh. You look up in the
0: sky and see the big wheel. <laughs> All right. Uh, should we do one more quick one? Yeah, we We
1: have only done a couple. Crushed orientation.
0: Invaluable interface. So I'm, I'm, interface always makes me think of this as some sort of like faux computer operating system or something. Or like doing mm-hmm. something, you know, where you're... It's essentially like a... Or even like... Um, what was that? Valve... Portal game that came out recently that was started off very much like our uh, game jam game.
1: <laughs> Aperture Labs, wasn't it? Some bullshit like that.
0: Something like that. Anyway,
1: I don't know. But I didn't it's play
0: some it. sort of. It feels like some sort of. You're you're logging into something. You're like learning the the learning the interface for something.
1: Yep. All right. And you, you're continually getting the orientation for... for
0: Well, and then, yeah, like, it's your first day on a new job. You're yeah. learning the interface. You're getting oriented.
1: Um, maybe... Is it is it one of these games where you literally keep on getting promoted and... Like, yeah, could be. Could be. You, you well, I'm thinking it, crushed.
0: So, so, one of those is <laughs> crushed, crushed, right? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sort of... I, I've got an image of, like, a production line, like, conveyors with, like, big crushes or something for, like, d- destroying... I don't know. it's some, And that you're controlling it in some way or, or something. But maybe, maybe it is still... That's only a part of it, right? Like, you start with that. You get your orientation. It's like, yeah, like, hit the button when the thing's under it because we need to crush all this stuff. That's our job.
1: See, see all those aluminum cans. We crush them. That's that's our job. Yeah. Like, um, we're part of the recycling plan. Don't. Just crush the aluminum cans. Do not crush the glass because that takes yeah, forever to it's, get out. Like,
0: just kind of clean it up. Then we've got to stop the whole system and get it out of the conveyor. Yeah, um, but that's only maybe the start bit of the game. Because yeah, you get promoted. It's like oh, now you're like up in the top office and you've got you see all the all the people who are down there on their consoles hitting the crushing button. But now you're getting a new orientation because now it's like put the right people on the right crusher button or you know or, or like some sort
1: of. Different thing but again it's still all through your little interface hmm I mean what what I was actually thinking is because on your first day you you made the least amount of mistakes that anyone has ever made and right. you you could fail everything only 23 mistakes only 23 mistakes you got one right no one's ever done that before your management <laughs> material yeah <laughs> yeah totally it's just like tongue-in-cheek this is you can, thing you can fail all twenty four, and then and then it just keeps on going till you get one right, and then it goes. Oh my god! So like, <laughs> everyone gasps.
0: Everyone in the room, like, because you've got all the other people, and you're just watching them, and they're just like, bum, 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 just crushing everything <laughs> that comes through. So they can't resist, um, and then you resist one, and, or, or you know, let a glass through and crush a can. It's like, oh my god, he did it! How?
1: Promote that man, and so when you when you get promoted and you as you said you're now you're now in charge of all other people, and you you can actually start maybe um, turning off like the power to these three that you're in charge of right like when a glass comes by, you turn off the power to their buttons so they can't press the button <laughs> when the glass right. goes through.
0: Okay, we- I kind of- Yeah. Okay, okay, I like that, that you're essentially- <laughs> so everyone who's You're on micromanaging a button- them. <laughs> yeah, everyone who's on a button just is constantly pressing the button. You can't stop that. No matter how far you get in this game, when you put a person on a crusher, they can only crush constantly, over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yes, what you've got control of <laughs> are the conveyors that are sending stuff down there and i wonder if you get to the point of like automation and stuff then as you get even more highly promoted or you know that you can actually like send the glass down a different conveyor that doesn't have someone with a crusher on it or
1: okay first level you're you're pressing the button to crush things yep. and yep. you're not continually pressing the button so the manager above you is going oh my god you you don't you literally aren't pressing the button continuously you're only you're waiting till things get in there, so they promote yep. you. You're looking after one person then, and you're turning off their system and turning it back yep. on. So you're the micromanager for that person. And then the next thing is you're now in charge of two people because like someone else is sick, and now you now you're in charge right. of these two that you're having to having to do. The most that happens in this particular level is that you're you're in charge of three people then because of yep. you know. Just trying to see how you go. Obviously, you can make some mistakes and all this sort of stuff. And then they, they take you to the next level. And it's like, now you now you can put some logic in place where you can- Yeah, now you're, like, automating the, the conveys in some way. You've
0: got to- And now it becomes a bit more of a puzzle game, as well as being able to
1: turn things on and off. I like the idea that you just- You're now on the, on the next level up, and you can see the managers that are seeing the- Like- <laughs> Right, yeah. That are watching
0: the other- <laughs> 'Cause after after you was like figured out how to do that, they've started employing people to just turn off on and off conveyors. Well, maybe that's even part of your automation then is like okay, well we need a crusher here and then we need a turn on and offer over here <laughs> to make sure that any glass that's on there, you know, goes through between crushes essentially, like they're controlling the speed of it. I do, I do quite like this idea of having to automate a factory in this, these bizarre ways to like get around the, the just complete inadequ- inadequacy of all the employees. So like maybe, you, you know, you can't, it's not as simple as you can, you, you get to the, you get to the third level and you can now put in a filterer to like separate the glass from the plastic, from the, from the aluminium. No, no. they're always just dumped down the same conveyor, but, ne- but you've got like, a guy who will raise his hand when it's glass and like put it down when it's a can (laughs) or something and that and you can have someone else looking at that guy (laughs) (laughs) telling them yeah don't do it don't it." yeah yeah, like something like that like it's all automated just these ridiculous (laughs) like over the top (laughs) stupidly micromanaged
1: ways bureaucracy you know it's 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 all about, like, let's throw more people at the solution instead of, like, coming up with a smart solution.
0: And then they start, it's like, oh, like, our productivity's gone up 500%. We're adding new materials. It's like, now we've got, like, cardboard boxes or something. It's like, we do need to crush them, but they can't end up in the same spot as the plastic because, like, they need to be, they need to go in the... You know, In the incinerator after the, the of this. Or whatever. <laughs> or the or they, yeah, like, they need to be pulped, whereas the aluminium needs to be melted. Or, you know, like, it's... Well, actually...
1: The, the cardboard goes straight in, straight into the incinerator because that's what keeps this place powered. Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you don't want to send plastic down there because that sends toxic fumes into the into the CEO's office. <laughs> that's.
0: But, but they never had
1: they never had paper before, so they were
0: just sending the plastic in. That's why they're all so fucking dumb. <laughs> it's just been these to- toxic plastic fumes? And, and they're constantly, like, <laughs> stepping on glass because there's just glass all over the floor. <laughs> so, yeah, it's bringing back this company through multiple levels of management from this complete idiocy. Yep. I love it. All right, that's fun. That's a good that's one to fun. finish I with. think that's a good one to finish on. So, yeah, so we're going to finish it up there. Uh, thank you for joining us this week on Bitstom. If you would like to find... Uh, our previous episodes, there's a bunch of them. Go to PodChaser.com/bitstorm and check them out. There, shoot us a review. Uh, we'd love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, and if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, <laughs> I was going to say at the start of, at the start and end of each level, uh, at the start and end of <laughs> each episode uh, that is "Mount Defiance" off of the album "Containment Failure" by the band dust Just go to Kurudust.bandcamp.com and check it out.
0: Yeah, that's right So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm I'm Ben Slinger
1: I'm Trevor Scott And uh, uh, I, I think I might have a bit decided. It's really, really sore in the, my lower right hand side Poke uh, uh,